more than 20 years ago, I uprooted my life in the Northeast and moved to the Deep South. And I had no idea what I was getting into. I even moved to a place in Mississippi that was so far away from what I had known so well in the Northeast, traffic and high rises and, and I yearned to be back in the Northeast. I mean, I had, I would go for a run and there would just be all these cow fields and minimal traffic and you could see the stars forever. But I just had such a sense of unease about where I was. And then eventually I found myself back to the Northeast and sitting in traffic as I go to work and feeling like the cars are just aiming to get me. And there's a part of me that's somewhat homesick for Mississippi and the simple life that I had there. And the open spaces and the quiet. And Thomas Merton knew about this all too well. I mean, he he had lived in Europe and in the Northeast as well. And he settled in an abbey in Kentucky. And I had actually visited the place and it's just in the middle of nowhere. In some of his writings, he would talk about life in the, in the abbey and, and how he would go about his business there, but he yearned to be back as his small hermitage. And so he writes in his book, The Raids of the Unspeakable, he writes, but I'm also going to sleep because here in this wilderness, I've learned how to sleep again. Here, I am not alien. The trees I know, the night I know, the rain I know. I close my eyes and instantly sink into the whole rainy world of which I am a part, and the world goes on with me in it, for I am not alien to it. I am alien to the noises of the cities, of people, to the greed of machinery that does not sleep, the hum of power that eats up the night, where rain, sunlight, and darkness are Contend I cannot sleep. I do not trust anything that has been fabricated to replace the climate of the woods or the prairies. I can have no confidence in places where the air is first fouled and then cleansed, where the water is first made deadly 
and then made safe with other poisons. There's nothing in this world of buildings that is not fabricated. And if a tree gets in among the apartment houses by mistake, it is taught to grow chemically. It is given a precise reason for listening. They put a sign on it saying it is for health, beauty, perspective. That is for peace, for prosperity. That it was planted by the mayor's daughter. All of this is mystification. The city itself lives on its own myth. Instead of waking up and silently existing, the city people prefer a stubborn and fabricated dream. They do not care to be a part of the night or to be merely of the world. They have constructed a world outside the world, against the world, a world of mechanical fictions which contemn nature and seek only to use it up, thus preventing it from renewing itself and man. So you consider just how we can easily step out of mindfulness and appreciation for nature by busying ourselves with things that do not serve our humanity and do not serve a deeper sense of self. So whether you live in the country or live in, in a deep city, why not maybe spend some time out in the beauty in the woods take appreciation for the beautiful, caring, nurturing wilderness 